We have the privilege tonight of singing the song that the angels were singing, Glory to God in the Highest, and on earth, peace and goodwill to men. I would just like to, uh, for us to use a little bit of our imagination tonight, and I'm going to just mention some of these places, some of the activities that are going on as we think about the night that Jesus was born. And uh, I think of Mary, I think of Joseph, that must have been so wondering what really this was all about. They had the, the angels that had come and spoke to both of them, and yet, no doubt, Joseph is wondering, as, as his wife is, is expecting this new baby, and knowing the story, knowing what the angels have told them, not knowing what to expect, it, they had never experienced anything like this. And I know that if, if any one of us was in that type of a, a situation, knowing and not knowing, Joseph is probably saying, Lord, Probably uh, it would be really nice to have an angel come and visit me again tonight because uh, everything was, it was a little scary, I'm sure. And for Mary, thinking that, how, how is this possible? How are we going to do this, you know, to raise the Son of God? And so uh, we can imagine the feelings that they would have been experiencing at that time. Also, I think of the little town of Bethlehem. It was bustling with activity, and I'm sure that if anyone was out shopping for Christmas, you know, the stores are busy, the merchants are busy, uh, and in that time, there would be vendors on every corner, uh, store, store owners, and uh, that morning, the morning after, there would be children awakening, dogs barking, donkeys pulling carts, and uh, it was just really a bustling place of activity, Bethlehem. There was all these pilgrims, all these people that had come, flooded the town. It was only a little town, but. I'm not sure how many people they would have had there in this event where they had been told to go and uh, uh, register. There would have been a tremendous amount of people and activity going on in Bethlehem. We have the innkeeper who, he had no idea that he was turning God out to the cold. He would have no idea. But the morning after, what would be going on? He's awake early. He's got lots to do. My goodness, his inn was full last night. He'd be using every available space for, for beds, for pallets, for blankets. My, it was a, it was a tremendous event for him. Business had never been so good. There was probably people that, other people that he had to turn away because his inn was full. 
And so there would be a conversation. If you can picture a conversation at the breakfast table. I wonder if anyone inquired or talked about the, the couple, the young couple that had been turned away, that uh, she was evidently very pregnant, and uh, what was the welfare of this, of this girl on the donkey? It probably was not really a point of discussion. They may have mentioned it, but uh, they had so many things to do there in the inn. Uh, they didn't want to spend their time just, you know, thinking about the trivialities of life and uh, the events of the night before. We have the decree of Caesar Augustus that had brought a lot of commerce to the village. Uh, they probably had never had so many visitors, so, so much... Uh, um, commerce my goodness there was a lot of uh, there lot was a lot of activity a lot of buying a lot of selling uh, to have this small town of Bethlehem swelled to who knows how many everyone was probably too busy to think about this young couple that had seemed to come from obscurity and you know they had found some place no doubt to spend the night but uh, they were thinking of the chores that needed to be done just like we do life to them went on as normal and uh, you know things can happen around about us and we are not aware of, of maybe very significant things that happen uh, nowadays, it's you hear things, you hear the news, you know, from around the world. Whereas years ago, it wasn't like that. You know, you would eventually hear about it, but uh, now things that happen a few minutes ago, you see them on the news, and uh, life to them was going on as normal. There was too much to do to imagine that the impossible, the miracle of miracles, had happened, had occurred, that God himself had entered the world as a baby. With all this activity that was going on, no one, it probably crossed no one's mind God had moved into the neighborhood, as I've heard that expression, but the merchants were unaware that God had moved into their neighborhood. Those who missed the arrival of the one described in Isaiah, and we heard the scripture tonight, his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the one whom we know today as the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the beginning and the end. 
He had come to earth, born in a something like a cave, from what I gather and from pictures, and and uh, a stable where they housed the animals. Such royalty, royalty such as this world has never seen. No comparison. The Son of God, born in such a humble, obscure place. No one had any idea that this is what was happening. But it all happened because God loved people. He loved people. And all, all this busyness and these events that were going on, they missed this special event of Jesus being born. Was it because they were out doing abnormal things? No. They missed it because they simply weren't looking. They weren't looking. Yes, they knew the scriptures talked about a coming Messiah. And we have that scripture even from Isaiah. He prophesied about the one that would come. And there's so many scriptures in, in the Old Testament that looked forward to a day when God was going to do something special on the earth. And there was coming one one who was they even knew where he was going to be born in Bethlehem going to be born in Bethlehem but this was not on their mind they had other things to think about and not a lot has changed not a lot has changed we have so many things on our mind we are uh, multifunctioning, doing 10 or 20 different things at the same time. <laughs> I'm not sure how we keep up, and some of us don't. But we have so much on our mind. And the people then had a lot on their mind. They, they were busy. They were, they were really looking after business. It was a normal day for them. But God had taken upon himself a body of flesh. It says in John 1.14, the word became flesh and lived among us. He didn't live over us. He didn't live apart from us. But he lived among us. He came and he lived among the people. You know, he knew the heartbreak of the, of the leper that was destined to be uh, unclean and set apart from everybody else, that there was no hope for them. They had to live the rest of their life set apart. Or the person that was uh, a broken-hearted person, the, the woman that was taken in adultery, she had a name. She was bound to live with that name. 
And it was only Jesus that could set her free. But you see, he lived among the people. He experienced the heartaches, the problems that they experienced. He was he realized that they were hungry. They were in need. But he lived among us. He lived among us. He was a friend to sinners. In fact, the religious people, they just could not get over their religiosity to recognize that here was someone that really cared about people where they didn't. And it tells us that he was rejected by his own. There were some that received him, but many rejected him. He came onto his own, and his own received him not. And I was thinking of there's a verse in John 1 that's talking about Jesus as the true light. As we were singing that old little town of Bethlehem, uh, and it talks about the light, Jesus being the light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came on to his own, and his own received him not. But in summing up my little message tonight, verse 12 of that chapter, John 1 and verse 12, and this is where we are when we receive him. It says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You know, uh, we are so blessed tonight. If you have believed on Jesus, receiving, receiving him, not rejecting him as many did that day. And we know that throughout his, his uh, childhood, you know, there were different events, miraculous events. Although we don't really have any record of, of him from the time that the wise men came until the time that he was 12 years old, other than he, he uh, increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. But we have that privilege today of receiving him. He says, I want to read that again, just the verse, uh, verse 12. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And you know, we are, this is 2,000 years plus after that event, and we are looking for his second appearing. We're looking for a second appearing. So we look up. Be aware. Um, don't be part of that that group that missed his first appearing simply because they weren't looking for him. But let us keep our eyes on Jesus, look up, keep trusting the Lord, be encouraged. Uh, God is with us. He is still with us. Emmanuel, 
means God with us. So we are so blessed. So I just, uh, we're going to, uh, I'm just going to close in a word of prayer, but uh, and then we're going to sing one more final carol, Joy to the World. But uh, tonight, may you just uh, lift your eyes and realize Jesus came. He lived among us for because God loved us. He wanted us to be his children, be his people. And someday, he's going to come for us again. Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. And he talked about the many mansions in heaven. He said, I'll if I go, I'll come again. Jesus said, I'm going to come again and receive you unto myself. So keep looking up, and may you just uh, be blessed this Christmas season. And remember the first Christmas that Jesus came because he loved us. God loved us. God loves you. He loves you. Heavenly Father, we are so blessed. We thank you for the Christmas story. For the angels that sang, for the shepherds that went to see, for the wise men that came and worshipped. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful, miraculous story. And may we remember that you came because God so loved the world. Bless each one that is here tonight. May they have a joyous and a safe Christmas and uh, bless them as they meet with family and friends and those that are not well. We pray that you will touch them and minister unto them. May they know that they are loved as well. Thank you for each one that is here. Bless them abundantly. In Jesus' name, amen.